Off the top. Well, I'm glad you made it in here, bro. I appreciate you, family. It's been it's been it's been a long time, bro. Man, I know, right? You know what I'm saying? But social at least social media around so that we can stay in touch, you feel me? Right, right. Definitely, bro. Yes, sir. Well, I want D you to Smith, my boy Jay Lata. What's up, Brody? What's going on, bro? How you doing? Chilling, bro. Anybody ever tell you you look like Steph Curry? Man, I hear that all the time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that, that means I got 2020 vision, man. I'm good, man. You got it, man. <laughs> I hope you got the shot, too, bro. I hope you got the shot, too. I won't say I have the same shot, though. I'm, I'm going to get at the Steph, man. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it. That's what's yeah, up. Nice bro. to meet you, brother. And nice to meet you as well, bro. I'm glad you're tapping in with us, brother, because today we're focusing on, as you already know, the whole coronavirus pandemic is going on right now. It's affecting a lot of people. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's affecting families, older folks, people our age, kids. And at first, you know, the talk was it only affects the elderly. You know what I mean? And before I get too far, I want I want you to go ahead and share your story right now, bro, with your experience with the coronavirus and kind of just give us the rundown basically of how it came about where you may think you may have got it and like uh-huh. how you feeling today, bro. Like how has been the process of you getting back to normal? Okay. Um, well, for starters, just, I actually had my third test today mm. actually, cause um, I still haven't gotten a negative result yet. So I'll find out yeah. probably tomorrow, but um, yeah, I work, I work at Costco, man. And um mm. So that's really been a big thing where I've been encountering countless amounts of people, you know what I mean? Right. So, and then in, in the early dealings with everything, we weren't wearing masks, we weren't doing anything, but I was, you know, washing my hands, you know, consistently, almost like crazy. And I've always been that way because of the nature of my business, you know, with being right. at a job like that, but obviously it was way worse just washing my hands. And uh, I was trying to play it safe. Um, but actually, I had gone on a vacation uh, on my birthday, uh, March 27th, through about April 3rd. And uh, I did go up to the park, and there was a good bit of people up there, and I did kind of feel stupid. Like, why am I up here? Because I was looking at everybody like, what the hell is everybody up here? I'm thinking there's going right, to be right. you know, nobody up there. And I just remember having this feeling of like, damn, like, the wind's blowing. Ain't no telling what could happen. Like, you know, I could still probably catch this. And I was thinking I was good, you know? Mm-hmm. And literally the day I was supposed to go back to work, uh, or actually that night, man, I started feeling like, like my chest started to feel tight, you know? And wow. um, I like immediately got nervous because like my, my bro who rooms with me, he was upstairs and I had a friend over here and it was both knocked out. And I just got this like real scary feeling because considering, you know, the Corona was around, right. like, man, I don't know what the hell to do right now. So I was just like, I'm just going to go to sleep because I felt immediately tired. Then I woke up, and man, I felt extreme fatigue. Wow! I felt chills, um, and I didn't know if it was just like a head cold at the time, you know. So it just really made me feel like I don't know what this is right now. And then I was calling out of work, right. so eventually I just said, "I'm gonna go ahead and do a, um, a leave of absence," you know, because they were allowing us to do that. And when I did that. Um, a few more days passed and I'm, I lost my sense of smell, my sense of taste. And it was weird cause I was trying to eat and I was like, I'm hungry, but I can't taste any damn thing like at all. I can't smell, I can spray a whole bottle of Lysol. Can't smell. Right, so basically you just started feeling the symptoms that they was telling people to look out for. Yeah. That's when it really kind of hit in when, when the sense of smell and taste went away, that's when I was like, like, oh, hell no. You know what I mean? Cause right. That made me kind of feel nervous. So I was like, I need to go just go ahead and get tested. And um, when I got tested, um, of course, lo and behold, they're like, yeah, you tested positive. And then um, I had to inform, you know, some of my friends that were around me. Fortunately, no one around me uh, contracted it that was, like, clo- in close proximity with me. Mm-hmm. You know, and I stayed at my parents' house because, you know, I'm adopted, but my parents are 80 and 81. So I'm like, I can't have right. that. And, uh, you know, I just tried to avoid people. Um I think the hardest part, though, man, about it all, because even even now, like, without me even getting a negative result just yet, like, it's been, like, hella lonely. Because everybody's already lonely anyway. True. You know? 
not having access to go places or do anything, but shit, when, when you have it and you know you can't go hug your mom, you can't hug your pops, you can't hug shit if you got kids, for anybody else that does have kids, I don't have kids, but I can only imagine even in that case, but just not being able to be, you know, in a position where you can go anywhere. So it's been long and, and the whole thing with it, killing people and like, you know, trying not to look at the news because me having it, I'm like feeling tired all the time. Like, am I going to die? You know, and that's, mm. that's been the hardest thing because like, you know, you start to think of the things you didn't do, you know, people you haven't called and stuff like that. And you just got time to sit there with yourself, so. You're going to make it through this, brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm, I'm pretty sure at this point, like, the anxiety of the whole situation has to be nuts. Like, just thinking yeah. about the shit all day. And like you said, we already going through self-isolation. And right. everybody at this point, I think we're about six or seven weeks in already, uh, the stay-home order. So people mm-hmm. now, they, like, they being defined against what's going on. They out right. here in the streets. The streets don't look like a ghost town no more. It's like everybody out. They just like, they over it. But at the end of the day, like you're saying, this shit is still going on. And at this point, how long have you had it, bro? Uh, At least a month now. Like probably just over a month. We're just feeling the symptoms. And um, I I'm feel glad. like I'm getting better. But I'm glad you said uh-huh. that, bro, because they're saying two weeks. And if you're telling us, it's longer than that should that's a that's a red flag you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, it that's see that's the thing when with the 14 days i'm thinking like all right boom you know because honestly i got tested on april 10th specifically mm-hmm. and uh i was experiencing symptoms from at least on the, on the third starting on the third which was the day i was supposed to go back to work i didn't go get tested till the 10th which was seven days later wow. so I was self-quarantining for 14 days from the 10th through the 24th. Then I went, I waited an extra two days, went on the 26th, I believe. No, I take that back the 27th. And that's 17 days later from the first positive test. Mm. And so that's already like, what, uh, 25 days or 24 days already with it. So now I did another seven days. And if shit, if I still am, then it's like it's even longer, you know. It's just that whole thing of that's where the anxiety comes from. Just like mm-hmm. thinking, like, damn, fourteen days, it should be gone now. You know what I'm saying? Then your day fourteen, it's like you clean and clear, ready to go take a jog or something. Like that's what yeah. you would assume. You feel me? Because this is the information they're giving us, and I'm glad you're here to tell everybody the facts because you going through it, you experiencing it. This is real time. You hear my man? She said yeah. it's been damn near a month. So people talking this two weeks quarantine stuff, go back to work. It's obviously you could still be having it. You go back to work and now you in a situation. Somebody else catch it, vice versa. And it's like I think the the testing, in my opinion, is not even in a good position yet to where they can be talking opening back up. And yet here in Cali, they talking about Friday, they doing some reopenings of like certain businesses. And it's like yeah. All right, y'all gonna do that, but hey, they just—I guess—people are getting impatient at this point. You know what I mean? They getting antsy. They tired of being at home. A lot of people are out of money right now, so I know that got to be a stressful situation. Right. So I can only understand that, but from hearing from you, actually going through it at this moment is an eye opener to a lot of people. Because don't just think two weeks, because like you said, you had the symptoms even before you got tested yeah. without knowing. So you could have probably thought it was the flu, the cold, because, you know, all that kind of stuff come with it. The loss of taste, that happens sometimes. Your nose get too stuffy, shit like that. So right. you could have something simple. And now all of a sudden, it's the COVID. You feel me? Oh, yeah, man. I'm just glad that you're here, bro, talking to us, still breathing, kicking and moving, bro. That's all that matters. Nah, that is, man. I appreciate that. The uh, the hardest thing is, is like like you said, with the whole anxiety, man, the anxiety, that's the toughest part because you don't, you know, life is already unpredictable. You don't know what's going to happen. So, you know, when you have something, you know, to, the, to this magnitude, that's it's like, right. you know, you just got to stay away from looking at some of the negative news. You know what I'm saying? Cause you know, people are very laxed about this. And, and like you said, you know, people are opening back up. All they have 
right now is the means of being able to say you you have it. They don't have a means of being able to, you know, reverse it or, or, or treat it necessarily. So because of that, you know, depending on your situation, you can have it for a short amount of time. Um, you can be asymptomatic. That's another thing. You know, people thinking that because they feel good and they're fine that they're not carrying it. The only problem with that is that if you, if you're asymptomatic and you do have it, say you go to, I don't know, your grandparents' house or something, you just kicking it cool and like, I'm going I'm to visit grandma, you could be giving it to your grandmother. And the problem is, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a dangerous situation, but you got to be concerned about other people and potentially giving them, and they might not have, a, you know, such a fighting chance like you may have. And that's why people, I think, are treating it very selfishly. You know what I mean? Absolutely. It's a mess, brother. Um, you know, I just pray. I'm praying for you, my boy. And, I, you know, I hope it all works out, bro. And I know it will. You know what I'm saying? Because you made it this far, bro. And you look healthy from here. My standpoint, bro, young, healthy, still kicking out here, brother. Um, I just want you to keep your head up, bro, because I know anxiety is a real thing because I deal with it myself, man. And it's not even to deal with the COVID. So once that shit came in, it was like, it just passed on top of everything. And you out here wearing face masks, gloves, sanitizing yeah. all day. And it's like, you trying your best to avoid it, but it's almost impossible if you're an essential worker. You out here oh, yeah. every day, especially in your circumstance, you in the storefront. So the fact that you are in one of the largest stores where the most people shop and to, right. stay, and to even think that it came from there is even bizarre because those stores are still open. I go mm-hmm. there every damn weekend or every other week to grab things and the lines are wrapped around the block. So Man. still mad people traveling in and out these grocery stores. That's why I feel like hazard pay, good PPE, stuff like that needs to be mandatory and given to these essential workers, especially in these grocery stores right. and big warehouses because it's bizarre. Now, you know, in Costco's defense, like, they have, you know, implemented things. Like, they did, like, a $2 raise for everybody Okay. Um, for this whole entire – for the entire duration. They changed the hours. They put up plexiglass. Uh, apparently, I guess – I haven't been there, but from my right. coworkers, I've been here. So, they've implemented, you know, making them wear masks. Uh, they did screening. So, if somebody doesn't feel good, they're like, hey, yo, you need to go home just in case uh, that may be the case. Right. Um, so I know they're trying, you know, their damnness to do it, but at the end of the day, you know, it's it's still people. And here's another thing, too. This was my hardest thing that I was trying to deal with was the fact that people aren't accustomed to not engaging so close, closely with each other. So right. I could have a, a customer or something, you know, ask me a question, and they could be hard of hearing. And, you know, what they immediately will do is start to get closer, say, well, I couldn't quite hear you. And, you know, so I can raise my voice, but they're so comfortable doing that and they're used to that, that people aren't recognizing the boundaries that they've been making. They still come up to you. So it's like you're in a position, and this is when we weren't wearing masks. Like they weren't, you know, nobody knew the magnitude of it just yet. Like at least not in in America. Well, yeah, you're right. Because it was around, they were already talking crazy about it, but yet everything was still full blown in motion. And that's before the stay home order came out. So you're right. The streets was already going crazy about it because the coronavirus happened and companies started trying to go through different processes how to keep their employees safe. And yeah. then the stay-home order happened, I think, maybe a week or two later. So that's a lot of time right there, things just traveling around, bro. Yeah, um, not, not, and nothing ever hits America like that. Every time there's a pandemic, like, it's never showcased or publicized to this, to this degree. And no one ever thinks anything's going to happen here. So when it does, it's like no one believes it here. They're always like, ah, nah, we're good. This is, you know, conspiracy theorist and all that. And that there could from, be something. That but came even from if the top, like, though. That came from the top all the way down. From right. the top, you telling the world this is a conspiracy, this is a hoax. Right. Never look, man. These people really are suffering. Yeah, like, man. I just feel like this whole thing has been mishandled. It's been mishandled. Very, very. People that are mised. The undereducated speaking stuff to the to the country, instead of having the real ones up there speaking about it, and the fact that, in my opinion, they're blocking the truth from us because they want to get back to getting to the money, and that's yeah. all it's about. They blocking out the truth. They blocking out the doctors who really been out here making a move, a wave, 
And this is the shit that's going on. Very true. Because why aren't the government offices open right now? Right. None of them are open. Like They're staying nice and safe. The tag offices, like if you wanted to get your tags renewed, all this type of stuff, they're still closed. So I'm like, oh. why are you allowing the public to, to you know, easily be implemented back into to normal circumstances, quote unquote? And it's like, it's too, it's too soon, in my opinion. I mean, there's a lot of people not taking it serious. I, I, w- I would venture to, to say this, man, because I have it, it's like, I can't take it so lightly at this particular point, especially when people are, are passing away from it. So conspiracy theory or not, or whatever you want to call it, the damn virus is out here for real. So you can call it whatever you want, still out here. So if you want to play around and just be foolish, you know, and, and, and not really take any sort of heed, then I don't know what to tell some people, you know. And, and yes, and that's the eye-opener for the world. You're hearing it right here on Spark That Talk. A man has had this for over 30 days. Yeah. The two-week scenario is out the question. Don't even don't even believe in that. You know, you quarantining for two weeks, and then you back with your, your family. And you yeah. can still be running around with it. So it's like... This is a tough situation, bro, and I'm glad you came on with us, bro, to discuss this because the streets need to hear this right now from a person who has it, still going through it, and yeah. you know you know the symptoms. You know the truth behind it because you dealt with it firsthand, so I appreciate you, bro. Oh, yeah, man. So two to, two to six weeks, man, I, that's what I think I read, mm-hmm. uh, but I haven't had the, the severe, severe respiratory, so. I can't speak from a person in that position. You know, they if somebody came back from that position, then they could probably speak more to that. But right. it's real, man. Symptoms are there, so you know, definitely, man. Uh, people should definitely take heed if they if they're really like you know not taking this serious. So I'm gonna leave it at that, man. Well, thanks again, brother. We appreciate you tapping in. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually hit you on the DMs later after I get off of this, bro. And I'm gonna um, send you my contact. All right, cool, and man. We're gonna stay in touch for sure, for sure. I'm down with that. For sure, Brody. Stay safe, bro. And uh, we'll chop it up with you soon, brother. All right, bro. All love, man. You be easy. Thank you, bro. All right, man. What's up, Jay Lata? What's up, bro? Yeah, bro. That was tough tough to hear. That was a lot of information. And that's, Uh, that's, that's information that we've been, we haven't been hearing. I'm, I'm going to have to disagree with some of the things you guys said, to be honest. I, I really do think that America has done a good job mm. with with telling us about this and how serious it is. Okay. The thing is that's wrong with them is they're doing a bad job with enforcing it. Now, the, the whole... The, whole, the end of the, the whole, day, the information has been coming out from the beginning a little antsy. And the thing that I'm upset about you have a leader telling us it's a joke, it's a hoax. Next thing you know, he shuts down the country. And now we see, I think what you, for me, what I'm hearing, what you're trying to say is, bro, the people behind the scenes is doing the correct job. But I don't know about the actual face of it, giving it out the way it should be given out, if you know what I mean. The way I look at it is this, is people are telling us people are dying and they're showing us the numbers, which should already be a red flag for us to just stay at home, regardless if they let people out, if they're opening things up or whatnot. It should right. be off of our better judgment, right? And then that's why they're giving us these allotted days at work to take off. I don't think it's that much, but I mean, it's something. At the same time, I think that them enforcing it, you see other countries enforcing this to the max where we were talking about back. this on... Yeah. On other podcasts, like they were giving out tickets. Like I know they're giving out tickets in certain cities when they just right. see you pulled over without a mask or if you're just chilling. Other cities are not. What we all need to do is kind of come as one, as like say if it has to be the LA district and then everybody else, all the other districts, kind of come as one and come to an agreement. Like if this happens, you are getting a ticket, you are getting a fine. Now, if you are not getting a ticket or you're not getting a fine, I kind of believe the reason why they're not enforcing it to the, to the will is because of where we live, which is the United States of America, and we do have rights. And that's the crazy thing. So there's, it's crossing the border between the man-given rights because of the Constitution and then also what you're telling us we can and cannot do. Right. 
Well, and I think, and I guess that's the line they're trying not to fall under, where they're getting out here, where they're being to the point where. But you see why everybody's protesting. They already feel like the stay home order is against they against the law to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. They already feeling like you invading my constitutional rights. That's why mm-hmm. you got these people out here protesting. But yet, yeah. like you said, there's not gonna, to me. There's not enough. Everybody's not gonna get on the same page unless you do put law enforcement in motion where there will be realized consequences if you define the orders. I'm driving yep. around, you know, we essential, we out here going to work every day. So yeah. we supposed to be on the roads. But yeah, when I'm out, I see people moving around that I know ain't going to work. Yeah. I still see people with no face mask and shit when they moving around. Yep. They don't pull out their pocket until maybe they walk into the door. But it's yep. like, bro, you need to be careful as soon as you step out the house. Like they say, yeah. they travel in the air, bro, like a certain distance. And I just, people are not taking this serious. serious yeah. And the fact they're about to reopen Friday, they ain't going to have a grip on this at all no more because yeah. now people really about to start moving around. And they even opened up, They, I guess, because, you know, the beach situation where they were protesting, they're about mm-hmm. to um, open up two of the beaches this weekend because the governor had got sued by those those cities. So now they're, about to, now they're about to open them up. So basically he folded under pressure. The beach? Come on, man. That's where it goes back to the Constitution and people being so stupid. It's like, yo, like this thing is serious. Like how he was saying, how uh, D. Smith was saying. It's serious, man, because, and he can speak on it because he knows he, he does have it. And it's it's scary for him to see that other people are moving around and about in this situation, which is crazy. And it's funny because I saw, I don't say it's funny, but it's it's interesting and crazy at the same time, plus funny. I'll say it's funny. I saw a meme that somebody put up and it said, I don't want, after this is all done, I want, I don't want people to post, I will stay, it's like, can I uh, stay in a haunted house for a million dollars with no internet? no Wi-Fi, no, no, no such and such for six days. And people saying, yes, they can. It's like, because right now people can't even stay in their house to save their grandma's life. Right. You know what and I mean? So it's, and it's true. Not, and the fact, what you just said, you're not even worrying about your own family's uh, livelihood. You yeah. so worried. I see people with protest posts talking about, I want a haircut. So just because you want a haircut, you going to go out here in these streets and Protest, look at me. Are you kidding me? Look at you. You look fresh. Look at me. Bro, that's because I edged my own stuff up, but I need a cut cut. You see this? You see, you see, I got my why the front why the front part of my head look like horns. Bro, I don't know what's going on over there, but look you see this? Bro, you know look me. like cubes, bro. Look my like hair. cubes. <laughs> I ain't even cut them, bro. You wanna come cut my pubes for me? Yeah, with a perm. That that fool's crazy. What the hell? Yeah, no, but like what we're going back again, bro, is like, you know what I would want to do, bro? I would want to go to all those protesters and kick their ass, to be honest. But they do have their rights because they're protesting in silence or silence, but they're not not violent with this. But the problem is you can't be out here comparing. They out here comparing themselves to the civil rights movements. Yeah, that's kind of stupid because they're not really doing nothing to help. These niggas, what they're doing is... is This is not... It's not like you getting beat and shit in your homes. You can stay in your homes and be comfortable. You see one black dude as one of those protesters? I don't want to make this a race thing. Uh, I just want to say, I I haven't seen it. It don't have to be that, bro, but there's Trump supporters of all races, and this is facts. I'm I'm just saying, though, the news that I've been watching, those who have been protesting, I have not seen one colored person. Brown, black. It might not be, but it might be one or two that's poking out out there on some wild shit. Nah, they, you know, it's one of those dudes like I low key support, but they out in the back steps hiding behind us, you know. I'm here, I'm here, but I'm not here. You know what I mean? Pop out every now and then. Take his Instagram selfie, take his Instagram selfie and bounce. He not not going live, bro. Right. He ain't going live telling people he down there. Right. He going to do it like 10 years from now. When he said, look, I was hard. Look at this. I went against my own people doing this. Look, it's my belief. Bro, you know what he going to do? He going to be like, yeah, I was in the field. Oh, yeah? 
I'm telling him to wipe my ass with his tongue. Bro, you are out of pocket. Bro, I don't know what you're talking about right now. You think this coronavirus is real, bro? I heard somebody say that. Bro, what if this was all just, like, fake? I think it's real, but people say, what do you think? Bro, we people just been out here, Smith, this shit ain't fake. People have been, eat, been eating ass since the early 2000s, bro. But that ain't got and nothing to do with the coronavirus. Them. The fact, this is the thing. Look, the virus will come around, fam. The virus has happened. You got, hold on, bro. Yeah, somebody Look. eating live tarantulas and then eating booty. You got to catch the corona. We got David Thomas joining us. David Thomas. Who's that? What's up, big boy? Who's David Thomas? Oh, his audio's connecting. Hold on, bro. What up, bro? Look at David Thomas. What's up, bro? Nigga, Who nigga's is this out here with no shirts on. No, that nigga don't have no, he don't have pants on either. Oh, no. Stand yeah, up, do your dance. Hands, baby. Yeah, the pillow covering. Hey, you too. Nah, I was uh putting the little one down. Okay, I'll try oh, not to be super loud. Wake your ass up! Wake your ass up, baby. How you been feeling? How you been feeling out here, bro? I'm glad you tapped in with us because you did just have a child, and I want to ask you about that. How was that experience at the hospital right now? Um, coronavirus. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you right off the bat, uh, it was a bit frustrating. Um, but then I had to step back and think about what these nurses and, and doctors are going through, you know, at the at this time. Um, you could just tell the amount of stress and uh, just they're, they're walking around with, with, on eggshells around there, man. Wow. So our experience wasn't too easy for us. Um, you know, first, you know, the nurses, they they were taking care of Brianna and, you know, helping her out, whatever she needed. But uh, it wasn't to the extent of what we got with my, my first son. Mm. You know, the, the service wasn't as good. We felt like there was a lot of, uh, I don't know, how to say it. There's just a lot missing as far as, uh, you know, service and making sure that the, the pregnant women are feeling comfortable. And we felt like there was a couple of nurses just kind of in a rush. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Um, one, we got called in because of COVID. Um, so we can get it out early as early as possible Two. um, just the nurses were in the rush and, you know, we're in the week early and we don't want to rush it. But a couple of them were just like, Hey, you know what? It's probably best for your interest to get, you know, C-section and da 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 because the baby's big and this and that. And, you know, we, we weren't, we just didn't feel like it, it changed the whole mood. First, our family's not there. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it was only you that could be in there the whole time? It was only me that could be in there. Uh, Brianna, uh, being pregnant, she had to be the first one to get um, the uh, COVID test. Mm. So I didn't get the test because I'm not, I mean, she she comes first. Right. And if, 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 she, if she tested positive, then I would have to get it and see, you know, see if I'm positive. But uh, thank God we weren't. But... um. Yeah, the process is that we walked in, solo bolo. I'm surprised they even let me in. But once I came in, I couldn't leave. Um, if I would have left the room, they would have sent me home. Right, so you had to stay there the whole time. So even if y'all was there 24, 48 hours, they wouldn't even let you leave the building. Exactly. So I'm sitting in there in this uncomfortable last bed. Right. <laughs> Yeah, no, so what, 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 what did you have to do with food? Like, did you have to eat the hospital food? So they provided me with three meals, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, you know, it's hospital. <laughs> it ain't the best in the world, but it's something, you know. Um, oh, that's my favorite. Yeah, they took care of us on that part. But, yeah, we the experience sucks, man. <laughs> Brianna... Uh, got too much of something and you know she her body was like having a nervous breakdown her whole body was shaking for like an hour dude 
it was scary as hell. I thought something was going on, but they had to give her an extra oxygen um, IV. That's nuts. But uh, after that, she kind of calmed down. But we were, we were just we were frustrated. They were frustrated. So the main thing we didn't want to stress out the baby. Well, uh, well, from from the sounds of it, it looked like they were stressing y'all out from the jump anyway, kind of pressing yeah. the issue to just give birth, even though she was not ready to give birth. Exactly. That just doesn't even sound uh, exactly. Open. You know, it's, it was just one of those things where we just we started getting our thoughts together, like, man, this this kind of sound like, you know, because I I don't know if you know this, but when nurses and doctors they give C sections they get extra money. Like, that's a paycheck. You know what I'm saying? So, wow. I, we're, we're... You're digging in somebody's body. Even, yeah. so it probably they, wasn't they, the case, They but, offered... They suggested a C-section just to get... As, so, as a nurse... Uh, as a nurse, you're never supposed to do that. You're never supposed to right. speak out and say, hey, you know what? It's probably your best interest to get... You know? That's not your business on what the patient wants. She should not. Ne- she should have never, ever offered that because that that should be, that should never be on the table unless something tragic happens. I don't want to speak on it because I don't. I don't know, bro. But I really think just the way you're saying this is. I really think that they they offered it, not only because of the money, but because they're like, like you said, they were walking on eggshells because they're not really thinking about the baby, but they're thinking about damn. I don't want to get this coronavirus because it's spreading around so the longer this baby's in the longer they're in in this area and on top of that on top of that they wanted us to get home as soon as possible and i respect that but at the same time don't push it don't push it right? you never want to push a pregnant woman to, to give birth yeah that just don't i don't even know how that's possible to be honest because the, the whole the whole environment the whole, the beginning, yeah well it's a good lesson for those who are like nine or eight nine months in right now like once you get to the hospital you can just understand that these doctors and these nurses are gonna act probably not the way they would act if this covid thing wasn't around yeah i mean we could have we could have you know maybe had a a bad little batch of you know people helping us but it could have been anything maybe people are getting taken care of other places but we just had a bad experience i guess it's just a a warning to other people who are pregnant now and, and giving birth soon to just kind of look out and know what you want and, and, and never let the nurses, you know, talk for you. You always be, got to be adamant with what you want and, and letting them know, like, nah, we're not doing that. We they weren't saying, like, she wasn't getting, she wasn't getting, like, a high fever or anything. She wasn't, like, nah, nah, nah. damn, that's, everything that's was normal, huh? Time. Yeah, everything was normal. She was, she was normal. So we got mm-hmm. the balloon induction. I don't know if you guys know what that is. They stick the balloon inside and it wait pops. and wait up to, I think it's 11 hours, and then it should fall out. And that is, that's how you know she's in, induced a, a certain amount of inches. So so they, they over here making women give birth with tools. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, it, it, does speed right now, the it, it speeds you, the process you, of knowing, I mean, with Brianna, it's a, with our first son too. He was very stubborn to come down, you know. But um, yeah, it's the same thing with Devin. And uh, they they advised us to do the balloon induction because it was about the time for us to give birth. We're there, so might as well kind of start the process out so she can start, you know, giving contractions. But balloon dropped in. I want to say around seven, eight hours. It dropped out, so that's how we knew it was almost time. Uh, a couple hours later, that's when we had him. So. Well, bro, that sounds like a hell of an experience, bro, because, you know, I just found out my wife pregnant. So, Oh, congratulations, so, brother. Thank you, brother. So, that quarantine mine, mine too. Mine too, bro. I just found out we pregnant you know what too. I'm what? We just found out we pregnant too. On the real fool? Nah, psych your balls. <laughs> <laughs> He's an idiot. I ain't like y'all. I ain't trying to have a baby. COVID nineteen. I knew this back in. I knew this back last September. This was gonna happen. So I wasn't trying to get nobody pregnant. <laughs> oh, that's a, 
You're an idiot, fool. <laughs> but I'm glad that, you know, the, the baby's healthy, bro, because that sounds like a hell of an experience because that's all I've been thinking about right now. Like, if this shit is still going on, when it's time for us to get birth, like, what's going to be the scenario? Um, I think, so you just found out. I think, I want to say you guys will be straight, man. Yeah, I, think everything like will be, I think everything will be done already by then. Mm. Um, but, I mean, you never know. The, the world is very controlling when it comes to things like this. I mean, shit, they tell, they making people, they basically force, forcing babies out. So, yeah. This is this is like wild news for me, bro. And I'm pretty sure everybody else listening right now is probably wondering too, like, what the hell is really going on? Because even from like people in the hospitals right now that's dying, they're not getting no funerals or nothing. They're just being yeah disposed of basically. And but the thing like, is, I was I don't know if you guys saw the nurse that posted. Uh, I want to say earlier today or yesterday. Uh, but she kind of exposed how the nurses at her hospital were acting and, and doctors as well. There were certain uh, scenarios that she explained that she would kind of walk around her job and the nurses are all just kind of acting normal, laughing around, joking around. And she's just like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know if it's just me, but it sounds like these guys just don't give a damn. Um, and the lack of care for the COVID is not being taken care of at that hospital that she's at. Is this the one where she was talking about, um, she was talking about some old gentleman and then she got switched over to a couple like hours later he died. Is that the one? She went went and asked the doctor to, she went and asked one of the higher up doctors, Hey, can you stop this doctor now? He's going to kill him if he does this. And then doctor looked at her, shrugged at her, was like, Nope. So she went back to the room and the dude was dead. Okay, so we just had a wild time right now where they just it's, it's just, just it's, just, it's, it's happening. It, it's something that's so common now with these nurses and doctors that they're really not caring for these patients that are coming in. Once they say, "Oh, he's got the COVID and it's at a certain pace," they Ain't just give up on taking care of him. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, this probably comes down to how their bosses are treating them. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I'm pretty sure it's starting from the upper-ups. Like, they might not be getting yeah, the proper but, but still, I mean, she was explaining it was the, the main ones were the doctors, bro. Oh, hell no. The doctors signing off on everything are the ones that are just not really giving a damn. Or if they see that if they see that they're, they're, they're going to get bad, they really don't take care of it. They just wait until they get super bad, and then they throw on a, you know, lifeline type thing. Right. And that's why the nurse was talking, and she was just really stressed because she felt like we can fix this COVID, these COVID patients. We can take care of them, but the doctors don't want really want to do it no more. They're just not really giving a damn. Yeah, and it's like he's giving up, and it's crazy. In a time like this, you would think this one a doctor would be at his best, and they just like they're not really willing to put their lives to. And, it, and it makes it makes me think too, because you know, there's there's a lot of situations where where people are thinking that you know, I, I may be too far with this, but people are thinking that they're the real heroes. Uh, you know, for real. I think I think they don't they understand that until your hands are tied behind your back on how good you really are. And I think they were trying to save these people at the beginning of this, but not knowing how crazy and how many amounts of like patients they were going to get. And they just started giving up because they weren't meant for it. They weren't built for it, bro. That's what I really think. I really think they probably tried to save one or two of them and they just started giving up because yeah. so many people were catching it. And they were like, damn, man, I can't do this. I wasn't built for this much, dog. Yeah, man. He's, I built for this, bro. I mean, I'm I'm no doctor or nurse, but I know if I were, I, I I'd find it in my heart to try the the most that I can to try to you know save as many people as you can. I mean, if you on duty, if you don't, if you feel like you can't do your job properly, just don't be there then because you putting a lot of people's lives at stake, and these are people who's going in these hospitals with no family. Exactly. I think that's where they get in the way. That, this shit. Exactly. That, 
that's what the nurse was saying. That's what the nurse was saying too. Like she feels so bad for all these patients that are dying because they're literally dying alone. And the hospital gonna give them an explanation that's probably a lie, and they just gonna roll with it, not telling them. Yeah, we just went on lunch break and let them die. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy, bro. It's crazy, man. I mean, it may not be happening at every hospital, but. I feel like, you know, the majority of them. Because this hospital was what? It was in New York, correct? We're like New York, like, yep. It's she like hella people, right? Hella people are having it. So I'm probably crazy. They're basically just giving up. Yeah, you know, their cases are, are heavy. Yeah, it's hectic over there. That's where they pulling up the 53-footers, putting the dead bodies in the back of them refrigerated trailers. Well, basically, now they're doing for survival of the fittest now, bro. That's what they're I doing. It's like, if you can't beat it. I did a show out there in New York, and I stayed at uh, an apartment-type deal. It, it, I feel like, man, no wonder all these people in New York are getting sick. Like, the apartments are literally six feet <laughs> apart. <laughs> bro, they're small as hell out there, bro. Yeah, because they, they, they build up, like, right? They build up. They don't build Yeah, out. they build up. Yeah, bro. And from what I see, like, especially in, like, the projects, it's a wrap. You talking about sanitation? Oh my gosh. It's out the question. They just breathing through the vents and getting each other sick. That shit is <laughs> nasty, bro. That shit not even it's not funny, but it's like it's sad that and the fucked up part, bro, is that you have these cities with governors, mayors not doing shit for these people. And now it's too late. Y'all yeah. have these infrastructures set up, it's so bad just to save money. Mm-hmm. And keep people down and out. That when you have a mass population dying now from a virus like this, it's y'all fault from the jump. Yeah, this shit could have been different <laughs> if y'all would have moved different from the jump. If y'all yeah. can't fuck about people, and now mm-hmm. you can forget about it, bro. That's why them them nurses and doctors out there like they gave up. They giving up every day. They probably out of supplies, out of face masks, out of ventilators. They just like, hey, I don't know what to tell you, bro. Yeah, man. They're, that's what she was saying, too. Like, she, you know, she would come in and they'd be, she'd have to triple up on her face masks. And they're working hours at a time, not even, they can't even breathe, you know? They can't take one whiff. What That one whiff will be, you know, inhaling that sickness. I'm thinking, I'm thinking these doctors and these nurses is like, it's either him or me. If you were in that position, what you think you would do? Like, if you were a doctor and you gave you given that oath, passing all these tests, knowing that you were going, you were a licensed doctor, knowing you're supposed to be doing this, but not knowing this pandemic was going to happen, is your situation? If if you were in the situation, would it be it's either them or me? And then choose yourself over them, or would you Talk just to try your hardest? To David, I guess both. Um, I guess all three of y'all, you, David, and Devin. I, I guess it just depends on. Uh, the type of pe- person you are, you know what I'm saying? Um, I feel like some people will be, nah, I'm straight, I'm quitting, or they'll just stay and help out. And I feel, I really feel like the people that signed up for this job, crazy pandemics like this, this is where you have to step up and, yeah, and so do what time you to were trained to do. It's time for you to be the hero, like you say, everybody's saying y'all the heroes. Yeah, so that's, I feel like that's vital to your job, like you. That's what your name is. Your title is to take care of people. And people are trusting you with their lives. They ain't got their families with them. And I that's yeah. like, that gotta be nuts going in there knowing you got it and you gotta your hands in their hands. Like and, and, people, it's, and, it, and also it's I mean, I guess it's it's better said than done, you know. Uh I could I could probably go over there, you know, as a trained nurse and not even know what's gonna hit me and be like, damn, I, I can't handle it, you know. That's what happened. A lot of people volunteered. They're thinking we're doing something good. Yeah. And they're like war times, probably back in the day when all these nurses pop up to help soldiers and shit. And now they they in the middle of a, a war zone. They get here. It's probably the same thing. They like, damn, when I went to school, I didn't know I was going to have to live it like this. Yeah, it's you a trip, bro. It's a hit and miss with, with, you know, with these nurses and doctors, man. But I really feel like if you're someone that really knows the business, I just stick around, man. Stick it out. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm not a nurse or a doctor, and I'm glad I'm not. Because I don't have to make those hard decisions. 
between life or death. That sucks, mm-hmm. man. That's... I mean, you got to think about it. When times are regular and they got to make them decisions, I'm pretty sure it's difficult. Especially now, it's almost like they're looking at these patients probably like, it's a lose-lose. Yeah, they probably like, man, I got six more, six more coming. Right, it's 20 mm-hmm. in the lobby right now, dying out there, can't breathe. Yeah, that, they can't. It's, it's a trip just thinking about it, man. You can't. It's tough. Patients everywhere around the hospital, not even checked in yet, been waiting their days. Yeah, we just got, my boy just came on. He was telling us, because he has it right now, so, and he works for Costco. So he was telling us, basically, he's had it for over 30 days. Hmm. Which one he work at? No, he's from Memphis, so oh. he's not here. Oh, but the man. fact that, but the fact that he's down there and he had it for a thirty days and longer is already uh, debunks the two week situation. The fourteen day quarantine don't even make sense now. It also depends on how your body's built, though. If your immune system is strong enough, right? There's he, a lot of people. He ain't been that... in the hospital. He's been at the crib. But yeah. he still got it. So it's like it's airborne, bro. It's a mess, bro. But dude, what's your take on this? Do you feel like patients are getting positive because they have symptoms of just coughing, just a simple sneeze and or or do you really think that they're just labeling them as COVID patients? I'm I'll be honest, bro. I think if you walk in there with any symptom, you may get smacked with that virus. Cause that's what I'm saying, bro. There's some there's some people saying that the doctor told them they have some symptoms, but they don't know if it's COVID. But they're gonna say they got COVID. See, the the thing that it's like, is, what? I don't know if you guys know, the COVID's not really killing the people, right? The COVID is wrapped around your vital organs and opening to get you pneumonia. Mm. So pneumonia is the one that's killing everyone. The COVID is just kind of exposing your your main organs and that's when it's getting inside for you to in, inflammate your organs and, and pretty much kill you, suffocate you. Right, because it's like an upper respiratory situation. That's really exactly. Wow. Yeah, it's a mess, bro. Um, praying for everybody at this point, bro, because California about to halfway open up this Friday. So you know what that means. People been in the streets already like it's open. So come Friday, it's about to get I, They called me back to work already, and I'm just like, oh, damn. All right. I'll head over there now. But that's what yeah. I'm saying, bro. They've been probably waiting to just hear a little glimpse of, oh, we can move again. So yeah. I mean, that's America for you, man. Once they get we, – we, at the same time, we're, we're a little spoiled, too, and we can see the way we're acting. Right. People not staying home, people partying, and so. You know they pushed it. They pushed it so hard in Korea, to where they were actually throwing sanctions on people and beating them on the streets, or throwing out um, tickets or whatnot. That now it's lifted. The ban's lifted. Yeah. And they just started. Yo, Your explanations be killing me because you said they was beating them on the streets, bro. <laughs> they was <laughs> like they was they was beating these people on the streets because they're not indoors to where like no one has it now. And they just started their uh, their Korean Major League Baseball yesterday. was opening day. Wow. So they full effect. They full effect. And I feel like if we listen, but that's the thing. That's what I'm saying. It's like the Constitution kind of withholds us from 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 listening to the government. Because we could, ooh, DeVerna? Hey, fellas, got to tap out, man. No Love worries, you. brother. Thank you. Hey, I'm, I'm listening in when I, once I get back. Stay COVID free. All right. Turn your damn ringer off, fool. Yeah, I'm going to put it on mute for now. But right now, I want to just give some facts out to the people before it get too late in this pod. I want to just look Look at this guy. I Take it serious. Listen to this. Not you, fool. <laughs> My God, dog. <laughs> you, are, you are nut, bro. You are nut. Hey, you say you put on mute, so I'm like, damn, man. No, I put David on mute because he's busy. All right, bro. But look. What time is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, let me just run down some facts for people right now, especially people in California. These is up-to-date information from today, bro. Mm-hmm. From Tuesday. 
Cinco de Mayo. So. Put the drink on. All right, listen up. Today, Governor Gavin Newsom announced today that Huntington Beach, Dana Point, and Seal Beach are set to reopen ASAP. And that's because Huntington Beach and Dana Point have filed lawsuits. So that, like I said earlier, they basically pressed the governor, and now he got a fold, and now you're about to have mass people at these beaches chilling. Stupid people. Also, we have... Basically, like we said, two small businesses can start reopening this Friday with curbside pickup only. So that's probably going to mean you got to call in, order your clothes, I guess, whatever. They bring them up to your car. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be wild. You know what I'm saying? How you gonna, at that point, how you going to be able to check to see if your clothes fit? Because they said... You, change, you, gotta change. you better have a big-ass Suburban or something, bro. Try to bro, sit to the back, lay the seats back. This is what they said. They said they will not even allow you to try on the clothes. But, yeah, we're going to open up and you can come by them. So this is what I mean by them moving too fast just to make a couple of dollars. I feel like, like if it's not essential, that whole experience don't do it. Like, we dead. don't need clothes right now. Everybody is at home. Wash your damn right. clothes. Your experience is over with at the clothing store. You can't try nothing on, so you just in there. Or if they're even going to let you in the building. If you're a clothing but, store, just take that L, bro. Go bankrupt. Right. So basically, they said they're going to open up bookstores, clothing stores, floors, and sporting goods stores. Now, I can understand the floors because they probably like Mother's Day about to be here Sunday. They trying to let them be able to get their money up real quick. Nah, not even that, bro. What's We all bro. going through the same thing, bro. We all going through the same thing. Nobody needs flowers at this point. I know that, but this, Just is, the dead. The but this is America. And they, they everybody needs to have their eyes open right now, paying attention. Even before this. A lot of people just been in these hamster wheels not paying attention. These, This world is based off of nothing but the mighty dollar. So our livelihoods, this, that, and the third don't matter. So you protesters out here making this shit worse. Now y'all making the, these governors fold. In the long run, this shit could actually be worse on the next go around. And then you're going to be right now. Watch Friday, bro. It's going to be a spike in like it's how gonna, many people going to get sick. Because today they said, oh, we saw the lowest spike. Uh, yet today. So now what's that mean? Let's get active. Here come Friday, three days later. It's probably about to go way up in two weeks again because everybody out. And you know how people are. Exactly. They ain't going to be social distancing. They're going to have a mask down, talking to random people in stores, doing all kind of shit. So, okay, that's going on. So basically, also Newsom said, the state has handed out 14.2 million surgical masks and has an inventory of 19.3 million that will be distributed, beginning with healthcare workers, small businesses, and those in the supply chain. So I guess they're saying they can open up because now they got face masks to provide. That's another reason behind it. Just off of face masks, okay? Also, this is a wild thing I read, bro. This is news. Newsom also announced the deployment of 2,800 disease detectives who will begin to track, isolate, and quarantine infected Californians. Sound like a scholar and a gentleman, sir. Bro, where are we at right now? You're going to disperse the disease detectives. I Gaffling people up who have COVID. So what are we doing? So we're, we're going to subject people to being in the streets, to being harassed now by detectives, yet y'all could have still just had everybody ass at home or lay down some other laws. So it's just counterproductive in my in my opinion. So you got the disease detectors, so be on the lookout for those guys. They're going to probably be in unmarked whips, pulling up on you doing random COVID tests. That's coming. Also, I know a lot of people out here having financial issues, need financial assistance. I'm going to run down a few situations that you can get some help. One, as we all know, the unemployment insurance. Basically, right now, you can file your claims. It will it'll take at least three weeks for it to be processed. It should take no longer than that, okay? And the governor waived the one-week waiting period, so as soon as it gets approved, you'll get your money ASAP. And right now, I believe you're getting an additional $600 a check as a boost to your unemployment. So basically, you're getting what you will usually make plus an additional $600, and that is until July, I believe. So... What I'm hearing about that is that 
when July hit and you hadn't got back working and you've been stimulated with the 600 extra each check, that shit is about to go away. And that's around the corner. So we got to wait to see what happens with that. Um, and also, you don't necessarily have to be out of a job. You could have lost hours at work and still file unemployment. So say you're usually getting 40 and you're only getting 20 now, you got to file for unemployment to make up for that money. Um, and basically how you get a hold of that is unemployment.edd.ca.gov. And that'll take you through the unemployment process to get you on your way to getting some money. And we all know they got paid family leave right now. I think they're giving out additional eight to 12 weeks to certain employees will be giving that employers will be giving out to that employee. So if you can take advantage of that and basically family leave will be, say your loved one has COVID in your house and you got to take care of them. You could qualify for that. They still send um, stimulus checks. Stimulus checks are still coming. Part the, two. I'm talking about part two. Well, part two is something I read. They said, how are they going to be sending out part two? And part one, people are not going to get them checks probably till September. Oh. So how could oh. you already stimulate people with a number two? And it's a wrap. You know what I'm saying? Like, people ain't even got their first one. And the sad part about that, some people's stimulus checks are getting finessed by debt collectors. So right now... They're trying to find out, they're trying to pass on to where it's a moratorium where none of them can be fucking with your bank accounts right now. So keep an eye out. If you got some shit going on with your bank account, just try to wait it out and wait for the paper check because, you know, a paper check come, they can't snatch that up. You could go to Walmart or something and cash it. You know what I'm saying? So you don't get finessed. And then um, we all know right now the statewide moratorium here in Cali when it comes to um, evictions for renters. Um, if you cannot pay your rent because of COVID-19 or economic hardships, it, it started March 27th and is valid through the end of this month to the 31st. So if you have been impacted to pay part or all your rent, work something out with your landlord and you'll be all right. Also, like student loan relief, they're giving that out. They're giving people mad extensions. On that, you might get a, because I even got a message of, um, I got a letter telling me they extended my shit to 2023. So I said, that's a hell of a, um, a push out. You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's the thing. What the fuck, bro? What if you die before that, bro? What, what What's going to happen? Nigga, the, I don't know what they do with debt with niggas who die. It's still, still going to be there. Hey, collector, give it to me. You should just put my name down. If I don't receive this before I die, it goes to Jay Lata. What, you'll pay my debts? Oh, you talking about debts right now? Nigga, student loan debt? You still got student loan debt? Bro, you know I went to Cal State Dominguez. They still sending me my shit. I got student loan debt too. It's not that much, so my shit ain't I like other people. My shit only like a couple stacks. Mine's so a couple not... stacks too, but even if you still pay the minimum, it still feel like it's the same amount. Yeah, it's still, paid be, still be for like three years. Be thirty years before it's paid off. It's nuts. <laughs> I should have never took that fifth year. Bro, they be finessing people with that shit, and we all know it, bro. But also, that's some relief financially. But let me give y'all some relief for food. Like if you're struggling for food, everybody should already know what Cal Fresh is, aka EBT. Go ahead and apply for that or WIC. That's for like mothers. You know, you can go to the store and get eggs, milk. Essentials, essential things. And for seniors, if you have seniors in your family that need food, free food, have them call 800 510 2020. And the schools are still open too. The schools open are still too. Like, so I know a lot of. uh, Oh, giving out lunches? Yes. From, I know they're doing it from 8 to 11. And I know that's a lot of LA, L, Long Beach District plus LAUSD schools are doing it. Okay. And they're not just doing it at high schools. They're also they also moved down to uh, middle schools doing it as well. Nice. So go get your free lunch. Y'all kids, y'all tired of buying all them groceries right now? It's for everybody, actually. It's not just oh, for the go family to school too? or whatnot. Yeah, for the family too. Oh, nice. Yeah. Where do you think the mom? Uh, I'm not gonna say the names. Yeah. Yeah, but they but I know big families that go there and go, go grab it, and it's there's no shame in it. Oh, go grab it and enjoy. 
Absolutely, especially if I if I wasn't working and I was well, I am near a high school. If I wasn't working and I could make my way down there, I'd go grab a couple of those lunch bags because I heard they were actually pretty good food. I'm pretty sure they got the whole supply tool they had on deck too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Before school ended, so I'm glad the schools are at least doing that for the kids because I really, you know, this was an informative uh, conversation, bro. At the end of the day. You know, I appreciate you both for tapping in with us, um, David and Daryl, because that was two scenarios that I did want to hear about. And Daryl basically had two of the scenarios being an essential worker working in a grocery store, plus having the actual COVID. Mm-hmm. And now, David, they had the, you know, pregnancy experience. That was why, that was a wide opening right there for me, bro. That was wild, huh? Because, like, you. You about to have your kid anytime soon, correct? Well, probably about six more months, but still, it's still gonna be this year. So you still like, have to go. You just never, but you know the thing is, you just never know. You might have to go in and like just doing just just all the checkups. You know, you don't know how these nurses are doing, like moving about. They, you know, you not know if they on eggshells as well. Look, bro. Right now, we had to change doctors, bro, because I wasn't liking how things was going with. The one right now when it comes to my my wife in this pregnancy. So we done already switched that out. We already about to be maneuvering to this other spot, I think, this week. Because I just, like, it's crazy. I didn't really think that it could have been because of this shit going on. But now mm-hmm. I believe it probably was, bro. Like, just the, I just felt like the first round when we was pregnant, the the, the person we had working with us was always on top of the game. And now I just seen this time, it just kind of feel like I get stressed out just dealing with this person. You know what I mean? So we definitely don't stress yourself out too much, bro. Because I'm trying. You don't want her giving birth. You don't want her giving birth, and you right next to her getting treatment as well. (laughs) But damn, bro! But from what David's saying, bro, like, how am I gonna handle that if they trying to press us to just pop the baby out? I'm gonna be like. Man, this is supposed to be a natural transaction. Just close your eyes, bro. Yeah, bro. So everybody out there, you know, I hope you all enjoyed this episode, man. Uh, I hope we at least brought you some content that was informative. You know what I'm saying? Open everybody's eyes because we have real world and real time situations happening right now during this time. So you can listen to these encounters versus what you hear in the streets, but what you heard today is nothing but facts, bro. Yeah, I had corona. I had coronavirus, and I you beat it. You got checked? Yep. The will? Uh, yeah, bro, I told you this. You got tested for COVID? Yeah, I had COVID, bro. bro. Why you shake your head? Look at me, bro. Yes. Look at me now, bro. Didn't I tell you? I coughed twice on the plane and passed out. Who does that? Look at me now. But I remember that. Even me, Only the bro, strongest survived, bro. The strongest survived, baby. That's what I was, I'm saying. I was down and out in February, bro. I was sick, sick. I don't know, and bro. I think you were said, just sick. Oh, you got the flu. And no, nigga, it probably wasn't. They said, oh, your allergies acting up. <laughs> <laughs> Here's an inhaler, nigga. Like, are you kidding me? Hey, all I gotta tell you people right now, drink a lot of orange juice. Get your get your like what uh Reza Islam said, man. You gotta start just drinking orange juice, eating a lot of orange, get your vitamin C, D, A, F, get all the letters up, get it all up, get your iron intake up as well. Um yeah, man, we just, just try to stay healthy, try to stay safe. Don't be around too many people, you know. Even even at this moment, don't even give daps. Yeah, bro, don't be don't be don't be like feeling disrespected and nigga like chunk up one of these to you, like just accept it. Hey, yeah, if people chunk up this to you, just take it. Like that's that's a sign of respect in most countries. Yeah, man, because a few weeks back I told you what happened at the CVS, so that was early in the game. So now you really better not be walking up on nobody. For real. You know? But hey man, I think that's it for the day, brother. Hey. Don't forget, 
to get Big Papi's cookies. As a matter of fact, Jones, Jones, yeah. let them know how good them things taste. Big uh, Papi's cookies taste so good, it'll make you that is the secret to get away from the COVID 19. If you got Papi's it, cookies. this will kill coronavirus. Mm. Yeah, make sure you got a big cup of milk, though, because you're going to need it. You dip them, take a bite, enjoy the night. You know what I'm saying? And then take flight in your bed. They're not ready. But, yeah, tap into Big Poppy's Cookies, man. Them things is going crazy in the streets right now. You know what I'm saying? It'll give you that that, that little extra stroke in bed, if you know what I mean. Get you on another level, baby. Mm -hmm. Don't even worry about the blue pills no more. Nope, because these have nuts in them anyway. I'll let you bust one, too. Said the macadamia nuts going crazy. Hey, don't be giving out my, my secret now. All right, my nigga, but look. Tap into Big Poppy's Cookies, man. Get your dozens now. Mother's Day is around the corner. You want to impress her, buy enough dozens to make a heart. So I don't know how many dozens that is. That might be about 10. So tap in now. You know what I'm saying? Or just buy one dozen. Just say that you cooked it. You uh, you baked it yourself. You can you do put that. hearts on there or what? Yeah, I got a little extra something for your mama. Yeah, make for some all you mothers out there. Make some heart-shaped cookies. Ooh, damn. I'm going to need a cookie cutter for that. That's fine, baby boy. This is tis the season to be a mother. For real. Well, yeah. I appreciate you, Jones. Already, bro. I want y'all to tap in the Poppy's Cookies. I want y'all to tap in the LB Center Yard. That is our backyard movie night company. You know what I'm saying? It's getting spicy outside. And I know y'all tired of being in the house, so you ain't got to go in the streets. You can just hit your backyard and enjoy backyard movie night. So tap in. You can follow that page at LB Center Yard. Tap in with Big Poppy's Cookies. What's the at? Big, B-I-G, underscore Poppy, P-A-P-I, underscore Cookies, C-O-O-K-I-E-S. You don't know how to spell cookies? Look it up on a dictionary. If you cannot read and know what cookies spelled like, ask your mama. If she cannot read, both of y'all go back to school. Because you can't go back to school, you might as well get one of those tablets and tap into one of those teachers that's doing one of those classes. Yeah. You need to be homeschooled, too. ASAP. <laughs> ASAP. But, yeah, we yeah. appreciate all y'all tapping in with us, man. Um, this is the first time we try to do something like this, so and the success. Week, we'll try to do it again and hopefully we'll get some more people to come in. Maybe next time we'll veer away from the corona and just put out a topic we're going to discuss. And y'all want to join us, and y'all can join us. Yes, sir. So y'all know what time it is. It's your boy Jones. And your boy Jay Lata. Yes, sir. Chunking up the deuces. <laughs>